drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Discover the keys to success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, our host will find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask so that you may reap the rewards of your good karma. And now, here is the host of Good Karma, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Excellent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another excellent show here. We got... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, just got a bit confused here. Already getting messages coming in on the chat room. We have an excellent show. We're talking with Aaron Wall today, who is the co-owner of Client Side SEM, also the uh, keeper of Threadwatch.org, great place to get your information from, and also the author of SEO Book, whenever you know he finds all that spare time. So, Aaron, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for coming back online. Thought we scared you out the uh, first time we had you. That's <laughs> uh, lots of fun. So. Um, so let's get right into the uh, topic we're talking about today. We're just going to be going on multiple topics, pretty much the state of the industry and all of that fun stuff. Um, and so I hear there's this new site called ReviewMe.com. Uh-huh. Ever come across it? Uh yeah, it was actually my idea. Um there's 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 other sites in the same channel that came out. Basically the idea of it is is you can pay bloggers to review uh your your services or your your website or your products. Um right now it, we're still going to add a lot more features to it, but uh I kind of came up with the idea and pitched it to the guys at TextLink Ad and TextLink Ads and they liked it and um so it, it allows you to, to to pay bloggers and then get their feedback. So you can get like their feedback on what they think your site design, or eventually we're going to add more features to the site where you could have them review your actual products, like you send them samples or download codes and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, and um, as you were saying, there's a few other sites in that you know doing something similar, uh-huh. and I don't want to be. Um, saying bad things about those other sites, but I can tell you I've tested out those other sites, uh-huh. and to protect other people from going down that road, <laughs> not really had good experiences with there. Um, most of those sites are just, it's all about Flash, it's just about this new thing. They're not really doing a good job, and that's what's totally cool about your, you know ReviewMe.com. It actually does a great job, and it's a bit pricier and it doesn't guarantee links. This is about generating buzz and, you know, getting people to give their honest opinion about your site. Right, and, and there's, there's probably honestly going to be some amount of bias if you're getting paid because pe- people are going to assume one. But um, the thing is, we, we think that, like, with blogs having comments on them, if you, I don't know how you say it, if you sold out too much, like if you gave, like, brazen, you know, oh, my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread, no way it's better. If you said that, like, you'd, people would stop reading your blog, stop linking your blog, and your authority would go down, and then you get flamed in your comments on your own website. So I think that there's a lot of self-regulating methods like that. And then also we don't allow the advertisers to, um, like, 
approve the review. So that also will filter out a lot of like like the lower end buy dash fentermine dash online um, dash plus free dash Viagra dot biz probably won't be <laughs> buying reviews because they're not gonna you know. So it, it's more designed for like if you already have something that's pretty decent, but you're trying to get a bit more exposure for it or trying to get some feedback on it early before you get too far into developing and then realize it don't work. And, and sometimes, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten really good comments about some of the things I've done before. I, I haven't bought any of the ads and review me yet because I'm, I'm actually, I have some equity in it. And I'm, I'm not sure. There's like lots of conflicts of interest between running Threadwatch and SEO book and then having ownership in that and then all these other things. So it's, I'm trying, trying to figure out what all I can do and, and that sort of thing. But, um, I mean, I've gotten great feedback from, from my comments from some people who read my blog. And um, also, I, I think that, um, like, there's also a lot of value in having a way to be able to pitch bloggers without, you know, potentially get having it backfired. Like, there's uh, Jeremy Zod, and he made a post about Atlas One Point email spamming him or something. And if you search for, like, Atlas One Point, you know, he's in the top five, and you click on the listing, and it's a big, uh, it's like a big, uh, bird, you know, like uh, someone's given giving you the bird, and it calls them Atlas One Point Spammers or something. So, and and by running Threadwise and SEO book, I get pitched a lot too, as far as like, hey, can you review this? Hey, can you review this? And it's like more and more and more, and I don't have enough time to do everything. So I thought it'd be cool if there was a way to monetize the authority. And I also think that a lot of the most authoritative channels um, don't necessarily have very good ways of being monetized. Okay, so review me actually works great. And as one person is saying um, in the chat room, review me equals beer. Um, a competition who I'm not going to name by name equals something that I can't say, but let's just say manure. <laughs> a portion of a beer, maybe, <laughs> if you do lots of reviews. Right, but review me really, um, it's a great way for a marketing um, as component of your marketing plan. And it can really help push you over the edge there and get you going. Um, so definitely something to check out. Um, so enough about Review Me. What else we got on the docket today? Um, uh, there's a big thing going on that just got announced last night about Google and then, click uh, fraud uh, and something that starts with T. T. Taliban? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrorism, right? Yeah. Um, it seems that um, not saying that all of Google AdSense is, you know, of course, funding into uh, terrorists because I'm a, I use Google AdSense myself, and I also use Google AdWords, and I get profit from both ways of doing it. But unfortunately, when you're something, you know, the size of Google, there's going to be bad elements that are coming in there that are going to do some not nice things. Yep, it's uh, and as their ad network gets more efficient, it gets uh, and more people use it. It's easier to find holes at the edges of it and make a lot of money from it. Um, and but I think this story is going to have a lot more information um, as it's coming down the pipe, and it's going to be a bit interesting to see how hard or maybe how easy it potentially was um, for people that are not nice. Um, to uh, make some money off of uh, Google at the expense of advertisers. So definitely a story to keep track of and to be going uh, threadwatch.org to find out more information about. Like that little plug in there? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> you have so many, like, projects going on. We can, like, plug things left and right here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to balance all that. But Threadwatch has a lot of good uh, editors and, and a lot of people that are always blogging and digging stories up and stuff. So those, uh, it almost runs itself, honestly. So it's pretty cool. Sweet. Um, well, talking about running itself, we're going to let some uh, commercials run themselves right now, and we're going to be right back with Aaron Wall talking about state of the industry and all the information coming out. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby! TextLinkAds.com Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everybody, this is Greg Nyland here, and I got Aaron Wall, a big industry leader here, and we're talking about industry stuff today. Pretty much everything under the sun we're covering, um, and so moving right on along. By the way, everybody listening in the chat room at webmasterradio.fm, um, person that asked the best question for Aaron is going to get a free submission at Best of the Web. All right, so... Back to what we're talking about. Um, we were talking about Google and we're about a new story that just broke about them. Surprise, surprise, people talking about, you know, writing stories about Google. Uh, cool site, ReviewMe.com, which definitely should get checked out. Um, another interesting one here, and this is going to have huge impl uh, implications. I don't think people realize how big this really is about DMOS. Everybody knows DMOS has been down for a while, right? But DMOS has got a bit of a problem. So any thoughts on that, Aaron? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess they lost a lot of their, their data as far as what sites were unre haven't been reviewed yet. And uh, 
some of like the uh, offensive stuff that's happened as far as offensive review or you know people that have tried spamming them and that sort of stuff. And uh, I I mean I don't know when they're going to get their data back or if they are, but uh, it's owned by AOL, so not surprising that it uh, fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, um, AOL was really good in uh, early 1990s. <laughs> they used to be good until they couldn't even keep up with their own subscription database, you know, with paying customers. So why would you think they couldn't keep up with a free service? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> History repeats itself. They, uh, they touch it, it dies, you know. Um, but, yeah, so currently it looks like there's a high potential that DMOS has lost their backlog of unreviewed sites. So if they are unable to recover this information, good thing. Um, and the way it could be a good thing is um, for smart webmasters that are on their toes, as soon as DMOS does come back up and um, be smart, find out as much information as fast as possible, and if it's confirmed that they did lose all their data, which it really looks like they have, um, and by data I'm talking unreviewed sites, if you submit your unreviewed site first, you immediately jump to the top of the list. So theoretically, a category that had a three-year waiting list on it, uh, you could shortcut a three-year waiting list. So that could but, be a good thing for webmasters. And they might also make a lot of the editors mad, I imagine, with this, and there might be might be easier to get editor positions, too, after this. Yeah, if some of the editors are mad that their their categories were ma well maintained and that and that they you know reported so many offensive sites and this and that and then they see the same ones coming in again, some of them might get angry and just quit. Well, a lot but, of webmasters, um, it's all you know, ninety nine percent all volunteer work, and they put in a. I got to tip my hat to them because they really do a great job over there, especially it's you know for unpaid volunteer work. And if I was working hard on a category for several years and, you know, trying to work at all this stuff and all of a sudden they lost a lot of data on it, um, I'd wonder if I would continue on that prog uh, project. I've seen uh, other directories that were pretty powerful uh, run into some bureaucratic crap like that and had people just make mirrors of their sections and take their data with them and stuff like that. So it's definitely... Uh you know, it's it's probably, it, I imagine that the people that are doing it are pretty into it. That or they're really nepotistic and just helping themselves out one or the other. But <laughs> You mean uh, scraping data and that helping themselves? Don't know how that could be. <laughs> uh, two, different, two different games there, huh? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Stealing copyrighted material for your own benefit? I never heard of such a thing. That's crazy. It's uh, acquiring, appropriating. <laughs> <laughs> Reassigning. Um, <laughs> Repurposing. So um, everybody that's, you know, in DMOS or waiting to get into DMOS, definitely this is something to keep an eye on um, and get regular updates on it because if it does come back um, and they did lose their data, they might get flooded with a ton of requests. Um, so I think there's going to be a few days when it comes back that there's going to be a golden opportunity to shortcut that list. Um, so keep an eye on it, everybody. Uh, moving on to another topic, which is always um, interesting. We can talk about ours. This one topic, search engine relevancy. What do you think about it? What are the thoughts? 
Um, it, I think that uh, Google's, I mean, quite different than the, the other engines. And they're, Google's really authority-centric to where you just see so many uh, pages from an authority site that, you know, the page could just be loosely related to whatever or really just because it's on that authority site, it ranks even with almost no other matching criteria other than just being part of an authority site. It seems like they went pretty hard in, in the algorithms that way. Um, and whereas the other engines, you know, MSN still obviously pretty easy to spam, even with the world's lowest quality links, you know. Um, and Yahoo's somewhere in the middle, but they're also sketchy at crawling, and then sometimes they'll rank one thing high, and then you'll have a parallel page that they'll just totally miss, not index or won't rank where you'd expect it to be. Um, but with, with Google putting so much weight on the authority sites and there being so many video hosting sites, social media sites, and all these authority sites that allow people to kind of contribute to them, I think they're eventually going to have to change their algorithms away from that a bit because a lot of those aggregators and social intermediaries or whatever are going to just get spammed to bits and and then Google's going to have to look for something else. Yeah, just like, you know, what, about two, three years ago, it was all race to have the highest page rank, you know, and that was great. You know, Google's algo working so much on page rank, you know, it was great until everybody abused it so much. But as you're saying, the way they're, you know, showing so much freaking preference to um, authority sites, uh, it's starting to get a bit annoying. <laughs> Especially when you have a good site, but because it's brand new, it's so hard to climb the ladder now. Huh, yeah, and that's and what, another thing I wonder about the with the search engines and their whole perception of relevancy or whatever, and Google relying on older and more authoritative domains is like, I think you can only get so comprehensive with a piece of information and still have it profitable to be worth doing. So another route to the links, obviously, is people just and I'm guilty of it, I'm more guilty than most anyone else probably, is people cranking out like um, stuff that's just aiming to be controversial or exceptionally biased just so they can get links, you know? You strain up controversy to get links? Never. Uh, I've been told <laughs> I do that. I, I don't recall any uh, times I have, but... <laughs> well, on the flip side, it does keep your Christmas card list a bit shorter. <laughs> uh, Doug, I had Doug Hiles right at the top, him, Traffic Power... Daniel Brands, <laughs> collection of wonderful individuals. Lovely gentlemen they, they are. Lovely gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and before the lawyer starts sending me a cease and desist, we're going to be moving on. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing at all. Everybody's nice. We're, you know, we're all happy. We're holding hands. Yeah, everybody's good. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually got a cease and desist from Marlboro once, too. This is kind of a funny story. I don't know if I mentioned this one before on our last one. Marlboro. Yeah. And the cigarettes? Uh, from some of their lawyers from Philip Morris. So I had a website. This is a couple of years ago that I had this website when I was all – I was pretty new to the web, and I was like, any way you can make money, I was like all pretty much for it. I was probably a bit sketchier than I am now. I'm still sketchy, but nowhere near what I was, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a site that, like, I ranked in Google for a few uh, cigarette-related keywords, and then I had, like, a pay-per-click search engine that was for cigarette stuff that was, like, partnered through SearchFeed or something. It wasn't making lots of money, but it was easy to rank in Google, and I was siphoning that traffic off through there. And um, on some of the landing pages, I think some of the people that had a Contact Me page on the site, and some of the people were actually contacting me thinking I was Marlboro, 
and they, they were like the requests were getting crazier and crazier. And and then I made a post on my blog like how could these people be so effing stupid, you know? Because like, mm-hmm. I mean they were crazy, crazy comments. And then on that page, people started leaving like their social security number, their address, and all kinds of weird info. And then Barbara sent me a cease and desist on that for identity theft. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so I framed that and uh, I got it. But I ended up taking that page down. I didn't want to deal with another lawsuit at the time. But... <laughs> Only one lawsuit at once. You know. Yeah. You can't double up the lawsuits. Just too about much one a year to keep you healthy. You know. <laughs> Is that what the doctor says? Yep. Well, I, uh, Dr. Wertenheimer says that. The troth. <laughs> um, <laughs> so steering away from the lawsuits, um, hey, what good uh, useful SEO tools are out there? Because you're always good for um, put, uh, publishing some uh, nice handy-dandy uh, SEO tools. Um. Jim Boykin recently came out with one that was the uh, most powerful backlink from within a site, and basically it'll um, it'll it'll look at, at a website and show you what the most uh, powerful internal links are for that website. So let's say you, you, you you're going to contact a webmaster, it can help you determine, you know, which page might be the best to get the the link on. I.e., it'll it'll show you what pages have the most links pointing to it from the, from another site from within a mm-hmm. site. So you could see the top 10 pages that have, you know, 30 backlinks from other sites or 20 backlinks from other sites and 53 backlinks or whatever. And the theory is that um, if other people are linking at a page, that that page is going to pass more trust than, than other pages just on authoritative site, especially if algorithms move away from just trusting overall domain authority. Right. Um, so, and, and I have a I have a one called uh, SEO for Firefox. It's a Firefox extension. And you can it it um, changes Google and Yahoo search results. Uh, let's see. Um, I just read a thing in the form. Uh, for for the if you search for SEO Firefox, mine should be uh, the top result in Google. Um, as far as um, Jim Boykin's tool, you could find it. Just a second, I'm going to give the URL real quick. Um, um, yeah, I'm actually also doing a search. <laughs> so. A second. Okay, it, his is um. If you just go to Jim Boykin's blog right now, jimboykin.com, the top post, uh, it links through to his strongest strongest subpage tool. So, a- another cool thing with my uh, SEO for Firefox is is you can get like all the EDU links, the Gov links, uh, archive.org, SiteAge, Delicious, uh, bookmarks, and Technorati um, citations. You can kind of get all that page rank. You can get all that data right next to each result inside the search results. So you could just kind of quickly see how competitive uh, a keyword is. Very cool. Um, and for everybody that's trying to qualify for the Best of the Web uh, give, submission giveaway that we're given to the best question, it's got to be a relevant question about Internet. So the woodchuck chucking wood, and can a blind person feel blue? Uh, don't know either of those will qualify. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but thanks for trying. Thanks for trying. Don't <laughs> uh, you just love the uh, live audience in the chat room? Hey, what is the what is the love bite bait? Uh, no comment. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, 
What recommendations do you have for people that are listening, just starting off, and they're looking to build up an SEO brand? An SEO brand? I think you have to pick... Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of different elements to it, but if you're brand new off the start, I don't think you can play down the value of of making friends and def, definitely um, participating in the forums is good at that. Um, and then also going to the conferences and getting to know everybody. And once you get to kind of know everybody, that you know, and have people you can bounce ideas off, that that definitely helps a lot. Uh, there's a lot of blogs out there right now. If I were starting today, there's no way I would probably create just an SEO blog because it's so saturated, or I might, but I would be heavily focused on one thing or another. Um, like Andy Haggins has done a good job of being branded with link building. Um, so some other people have, have done good jobs of being, you know, like Dan Thies is like, you know, branded himself kind of as being the the keyword guy. I would try to, or, or like SEO PR tries to be, you know, hey, we're the public relations and uh, press release people. That mm-hmm. also know SEO. I, I think if you attack it from an angle like that, you can seem like you're non-competitive to other people in the vertical. So then you're easier to link at, and then you can make friends with them in business partnerships that way, and then build up, and then decide if you later want to branch out. But it's definitely easier if you're known as a guru of some niche or something like that, especially if you're brand new, and then you try to to build out that way. And another thing I would suggest, too, for people brand new to, to SEO and the web stuff is if you can start working on something, you have one or a few of your own sites about topics you're passionate about um, and try to build those out. And the reasons that will help you is if you're actually really passionate about a topic, then it's going to be really easy for you to track how the news is spreading about that topic and kind of how the web works and how linking patterns and the social networks work. And then it will be easy to apply that on, on through to any of your client sites. And another thing that's nice about that is it allows you to be more selective with your clients if you start getting a lot of passive revenue streams, and then you get to be picky and charge, you know, ridiculous rates and get away with it because you don't really need to have clients to do really well. Yep. Um, And just following up on one of the things you said, because someone's in the chat room asking, um, you said attending conferences because it's a great way to build up friendships and, you know, increase your networking. Um, someone's saying, but what if you're only 18 and you're scared to go to a conference? Get a um, fake ID. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, if you're only 18, I still think you could make a ton of money by attending a conference because not everybody's doing the drinking. Okay, so don't think that, hey, conference equals drinking. Um, it's just, you know, people like to sip on a beer lots of times while they're talking. But, mm, beer... Um, but also, <laughs> you know, people are there. This is a new industry, relatively. You know, you're not going to see a lot of too many older people in the 40s, 50s, 60s. You're going to see a very high percentage of people in their 20s and 30s. So an 18-year-old, as long as, you know, you act um, nice and you're not, you know, too loud or obnoxious or anything like that, you can really fit in and just go in informed you know, make posts on the forums and start saying, you know, congratulating people on great threads and say, hey, I'd like to meet up with you at the uh, conference. So that way you're sort of pre-introducing yourself and it's just easier when you get face-to-face. Yeah, another another t- couple tips with forums is like I generally 
uh, it's generally not good to have like expert in your name or something, especially if you're brand new. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you want to be branded as like it's it's cooler just to pick a name that's going to be unique uh, and and kind of roll that route. But if you roll with like X Y Z expert, then you're like, what is HTML title tag? You're pretty much going to work. You know, you're working uphill <laughs> on the credibility front. Um, yeah, and even if you're a veteran, I mean, there's the landscape's always changing. That no one's ever really an expert for too long. You know. Um, you got to always be re-educating yourself and keeping on top of all the changes. Yeah, and, and, uh, and in person, too, I don't think it, it hurts to be a bit a bit louder. Um, like, you know, some people that are really well-known are definitely good socially, but then also do little things to make them stick out. Like when Rand first started, Rand Fishkin started going to conferences, I think he had, like, uh, crazy yellow shoes on. And uh, it's it, it's not about I, I don't think you want to blend in really you still want to stick out but try to stick out in a way that says you know I'm me or whatever don't try to stick out in a way that's kind of too artificial. Yeah, uh, if people think you're just you know trying to push your way in, they're not going to be you know open to it. But if you're there and you're nice and you got a smile, everybody's always going to say, hey, here's an empty seat, get comfortable, you know, let's chat, and just. Try to do as much pre-education as also, because when you're at a conference and you're talking face-to-face with someone, you don't want to waste that opportunity by saying how important is an inbound link. You know, everybody should know at a conference that inbound links are very, you know, important. So get your basic information down and then go in with really educated questions, like what's better, a thousand links from, you know, one IP or, you know, getting one link from one IP, um, but it's a really important site. Something like that, you know, where it shows that you understand the fundamentals and then people can move on from there. But I'm getting the old signal. We got another commercial break to listen to our fabulous sponsors. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Aaron Wall. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that ValueClick Media netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with ValueClick Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. ValueClick Media. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Warning! Warning! 
We now interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to give you this WebmasterRadio.fm bulletin. WebmasterRadio.fm has selected one of the largest content delivery networks in the world to help us in our next phase of growth and impact in the Webmaster community. And that content delivery network is... Akamai. Akamai. This major alliance will deliver more listeners, streaming with less buffering, and gives us the power to bring you the new evolution of Webmaster Radio. WebmasterRadio.fm version 2.0. Webmaster Radio version 2.0 coming soon. Reset your bookmarks as the change is now in effect. Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm for more details. Thank you for listening to webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everybody, Greg Nylon here, and we're going to a free format right now. We've hit all the questions we've already, we're planning on, and we're going to turn it over to the listeners, what questions they want to hear from Aaron. So Aaron, I think to start this off, you already had a question that submitted on your blog about uh, outbound links. Yeah, um, someone asked how important outbound links are. I think it, it, it depends on how established you are. I mean, there's, it depends on what type of site you have and how established you are. Like, if you're brand new and you're trying to break into a, a social network, one of the easiest ways to get um, people to notice you is to mention them on your site. Like, uh, especially with bloggers, a lot of bloggers are, uh, you know, overtly self-interested, I guess would be a way to describe it. Um, and... Linking to them is a good way to get them to see, potentially see you and uh, and pay attention to you. Um, and people are more likely to to pay attention to you if you, you know, really say nice things about them, or maybe even if, depending on your approach, maybe if you really flame them. And yeah. I mean, with outbound links, um, I in general like to go to you know authoritative uh, sources. Um, if there's like a government resource, I always enjoy linking out to them. Um, and just be careful that you're not, of course, linking out to really bad neighborhoods. And by bad neighborhoods, I'm not talking low PR. I'm talking like, you know, a domain that has six hyphens in it, <laughs> and it's all copied content, you know, no original content. Um, those are bad neighborhoods. So just if you're outbound linking to good quality sites, um, I think you'll have good experience. But that's just my personal opinion. And I think a long term uh i think if 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 especially if you're brand new and you're trying to get associated with the community those 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 outbound links can help you if if they're to, to good sites um and then also it it's like your link ratios if you're linking out to some good stuff and you're kind of liberal with that, then if you do make some bad decisions and link out to some garbage then um or you know a site goes away and becomes a you know some porn site or something, you know, if you have uh, mostly good link ratio, then mostly good links, and if you do link out to a few bad places, that's not going to probably hurt you as much. Yeah, and that has happened to me actually several times because I have, uh, I own several different directories, and 
if you have a directory and you're linking out to several hundred or several thousand websites, the chances of a few of those sites um, expiring and then getting bought up by a porn company pretty freaking high. So, you know, you want to have, um, as Aaron's saying, if you have a, a lot of outbound links, it's going to help you so when you do make those occasional mistakes, you'll be okay. And there's ways to link to, to sites that are, you know, are going to stick for a while, like um, whatever.gov or whatever.edu or some major, you know, corporation or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm all about if you can help the small guy, that's really cool, obviously. But if if you see something you think is going to stick, you know, those those type of links, it's easy to link at them because it's not, you know, you don't have so much of a worry about them turning into uh, myporinpalace.biz or whatever. Is that your new project? Uh, stay tuned. I do have a, a funny <laughs> porn domain, but I, I, I'm not going to launch it anytime soon. But I, I, I bought uh, my... Uh, I actually recently got a girlfriend, and um, she and I make all kinds of funny words up for for different stuff. So uh, we we came up with a really fun word. So <laughs> we got the dot com of it. So it's gonna be funny, but can't say what it is yet. Okay. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned for funny porn because that's a market I don't think that has been saturated. Like Humor every porn. other type of porn, but funny porn. Not so much. Like, what do you what do you think of my penis? He 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 he. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, that would be brutal. Yeah, that would. That would. Okay, be. so we're going to the listeners' questions here. Um, uh-huh. We have: Is it recommended to use points or prizes to try to get a new community active? Um, you know, so if you're having a forum, give contribution awards. I I I think it's also worth having. Uh, one of my friends mentioned a while ago that they had like a a tiered moderator system where people got badges and that sort of stuff for doing so much contribution, and then you, you give them different amounts of administrative rights based on how long they've been there and how much they've done and that sort of thing. I mm-hmm. think another way to uh, to do well too is by participating in in relevant communities. In, in, in building up your brand in those before you launch your own. That way you can people will follow you through to your own community. So I think and if you I, get too 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 aggressive with prizes and stuff and you, your your payouts are too high or whatever, then you get you know, if they have real value then you just encourage me to spam posts. So Or if not me personally, just hiring someone overseas who will work for five, ten cents a post and, you know, I quickly take away your iPods. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be evil, but people do that, you know. So you got to be careful, cost-benefit. Um, I think looking at some of the things that Aaron has done where he might have intentionally gone a bit controversial, um, controversy will get you community participation, you know. Um, and it's for you to decide what type of controversy and how big or how small that you want to deal with. But when you get a good topic that you have people debating one side and other people debating the other side, you'll get a lot of community participation. So it's a nice way to go about it. Yeah, and being, uh, I think also being being polarized to some extent or really letting your um, personality shine through makes it really easy for other people to want to flock around that rather than, just kind of being bland and in the middle. And uh, a lot of it's, you know, how how you write the headline, too. Like, 
the 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 amount of controversy. You know, one headline will get almost no play, and then the next one will be like, "Oh my God, did you just say that?" Or it's a lot. You know, could be a lot yeah. more controversial and spread a lot further. Um, and <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. <laughs> uh, going to another question here: What are the most important items to consider when creating a quality ebook? Uh, I, I, some of the things I think that I think of is is that a lot of people don't think of is like when I first made my ebook. Uh, some people are like, you got to use this to protect it, this that or whatever. But like when you're trying to sell information, it doesn't have any value until it has like brand recognition or other people are are, are talking about it and valuing it. So actually, by making your content easy to steal, um, I think that's actually a very good way, a good form of marketing with with uh, information product. I think having a, a reason to, for people to come back to your brand over and over again and not just having a one-page sales letter is huge too because um, the perception of quality is, is, is also based on how much people are talking about you and if everything you do is wrapped up inside a book, it's going to be much harder to get people to talk to you unless you you know, are really heavy on the controversy thing. Like uh, I think Rich, the rich jerk or whatever. Okay, we got like two minutes to go through about ten minutes worth of questions. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, this really fast. Cool. Um, wondering where Aaron puts most of his time between consulting or his own sites and projects. It's it's I kind of it, it all blends together to me honestly, and they all feed off each other. Like if I have a spammy AdSense domain and it starts making decent money, and then I tweak a few pages on it, and then I learn stuff from it. Or if you have a large client, it it really goes. A lot from month to month, though, but it's it's mostly my own stuff, I would say, at this point. Alrighty. Uh, another question. What's the most common mistake you see newbie SEOers making time and time again? I think just thinking in terms of absolutes, like, this is good or this is bad or this is the way it needs to be. I just think that, like, trying to think of everything in absolutes is, is an, an issue. I think if you just think of things as kind of being patterns and, and seeing you know, just trying to learn how ideas spread and then going from that way, you're going to be a lot better than if you say, this is absolutely right, this is absolutely wrong, because stuff always changes. Cool. Um, any plans to release a print version of the famous SEO book? Not not yet. I still, I don't know, off the start I didn't want to because uh, I wanted to make it way better than it was, but now it's starting to, I think, probably get pretty good, but it's still not as good as it could be, I don't think. So I still want to keep making it better. And taking one last look through here, I think I hit everything. And if I didn't, sorry, guys. We already talked about woodchuck, could chuck wood. <laughs> and go to Jim Boykin's blog for that URL. Um, Google Matt says, do not own too many sites. How many is too many? I think it depends uh, on how legitimate they seem and how, how much brand credibility and trust you have. Like, like in the SEO vertical, I probably have more sites than I should need, but I, you know, they're I guess because they all most of them seem like their own legitimate separate brands. It's kind of okay, I guess, but it's it's not really. I don't think there's a, a a set line. I think as long as you have one or two sites that you're really passionate about, and then you put most of your effort into those, and then you can set out other sites for other goals, and then if something does well, go after it. You know, if not, um, stick with your you know main channel or two that you're doing really well with. And last question, what makes you more AdSense or affiliate stuff? Uh, probably AdSense right now, but um, I, I may I look I for that to shift by the shame. end of next year. I hang my head in shame hearing you say that. <laughs>
Yeah, well, I know. Well, it's hard because I'm doing so many different things. Like, it's hard to have a lot of, you know, time to do stuff. So I look for stuff that's really automated. But uh, eventually, by the end of next year, it will swing the other way on that, I guarantee. All right. Um, Well, for everybody listening, because you're listening and you got this far in the show, we're going to share a promotion code that you can head on over to Best of the Web because it's a way to get great links, and there can only be one winner but the best of the web guys say, no, everybody's a winner. 25% off the submission rate, and it's good through December 31st. Um, great directory submission they got going on over there, and you get a 25% off if you mention good ROI in the checkout process. So head on over. That's good for the end of the year. It's a little holiday uh, present for everybody. Um, and for the one lucky listener, I am sending you a little promotion code right now, which is good for a full, free, best-of-the-web directory review lifetime inclusion. So congratulations to that. And Aaron, you there? Yep. Thank you so much for being on the show, Aaron. Any final words of wisdom for any everybody? Uh, you can never eat too much peanut butter. Very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Skippy, myself, what flavor do you, uh, what brand uh, do you go with? Uh, this is weird, but like, uh, I think low-fat Peter Pan. Low-fat Peter Pan. Mmm, peanut butter and low-fat oxymoron right there. I, yeah, I know. It's still like, it's like only 3,000 calories per jar, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, hey, you have a great one. Thanks so much for uh, sharing that time and uh, info with us. And everybody out there, have a great week. See you next one.